It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it, because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Friday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegel's with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter if you want to get in touch with us that way. You certainly can. It's all presented by New York Lottery. Get out there and play. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented and part of the Giants Podcast Network, which is brought to you by Investors Bank. You can find the archive on your favorite podcast platforms, the Giants app, and on Giants.com slash podcast. Now I'll say, Mr. Fiegels, how are you? Schmelke, I am doing wonderful. Happy Friday to everybody. Uh, glad to uh, be on the air with everyone. How are you? I'm doing great. This is the day that Jeff Fiegels does not miss being an NFL player because it is uh, pouring rain outside and they are out there practicing. Joe Judges from the yeah. Bill Belichick School, he does not care. It does not care one bit. You're going out. You know, on a day like this, it isn't cold, so it's not too bad. But, you know, when it is uh, 45 and going to be like this, ugh. yeah, it's not fun. But you know what? It, it, the theory behind it works. I mean, guys, when if you don't practice in this and you get into playing it, it some guys just don't know how to react yeah. to it. So it, it, I agree with it, you know, and other than – I guess the safety issue with the field, but if you feel comfortable that Rob and the guys, the grounds crew are doing a good job on the field and it drains well. Cause I remember a few years ago, John, they tore that whole thing up yep. and put new drainage in there so they could practice outside um, when it rains like this. So yeah, it works. It's good stuff. It's not fun though. Yeah. And Joe judge, <laughs> Joe judge made the point, even though it's sunny on Sunday, he doesn't know the next time they're going to have to deal with rain. So basically let's do it now. So the next time we have a game and it rains, we actually have this practice experience. Yeah, I think the only time they're going to have to go in there is if there's ice and there's lightning, you know, things like that. So, um, but hey, it, it, it's, it's good to practice in it, John, because you never know when it's going to happen. And if you are one of those teams that practice in it all the time, it's second nature. It doesn't bother you. Yeah, no question about it. All right, Jeff, before we get to the specifics of the Washington game, mm -hmm. uh, I want to play a cut from Joe Judge yesterday. And I think it was a very, very good answer to a question. And I think it speaks to some of the how should I put it, cliches that, that people kind of cling to and use in the way they talk about the game, and I think you'll appreciate this too. Okay. So Kim Jones asked Joe Judge if he thinks his team has to learn how to win, mm -hmm. and specifically some of these close games at the end. Let's listen. I've heard that a lot lately. Everyone talking about learning how to win, teaching them how to win. This is my belief on that. You don't win in the 60th minute. There's no some. There's not some magic formula. There's not some grand scheme playbook that you come out there. This is how you win games. The way you win games is playing every play with the best technique, assignment, and focus you can, eliminating mistakes and capitalizing on your opponent's mistakes. That's really the secret. It's not easy, but it's simple. And I say it to our team a lot. We just try to keep football for what it is. I don't mean to you know, just generalize that right there, Kim, but to me, that's the way I address it with our team. I have no problem saying that publicly. But... The secret to winning is just doing your job for 60 minutes, and that's what it comes down to. Mm. What do you think about that, Jeff? <laughs> I like it. It's no secret, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you one secret is that the game is played for 60 minutes. Um, I, I, I believe – well, listen, I, I think that, you know, winning is – you know, the whole game, there's plays that you make to build up to winning the football game, and whether it's the four-minute offense when you are winning – 
um, and you execute that part of your game plan to win the football game. But um, I, I feel like there there is a way to learn how to win. I, and I don't know. I think it might just be a little bit of coach speak in my in my opinion. But you have to learn how to win in the National Football League. And, and how you win, John, is by doing the things that he's talking about and playing with technique and fundamentals and executing your game plan and going out there and playing full 60 minutes. You know, some, this team has not been able to do that yet. And until they learn how to close out a game, I think that'll be good for this team. But yeah, in- and I'm with you, Jeff. And to me, the way I look at it is when you consider a, a game, and even though it's close at the end and maybe you give up a field goal or you can't score on your end, that's great and that matters. But there's a reason you're in that situation to begin with. And it's mm-hmm. not just some magical switch that you go, all right, well, now we know how to win. We're going to do well at the end of these games. No. You know, it, it's every play in the game matters. You know, yes. a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter is just as valuable as a touchdown in the first quarter. Both both count for seven points. And you execute at the end of games by, you know, properly executing your assignment, doing it well, and to, to quote Joe Judge, doing your job. And that doesn't change whether it's the first quarter or the fourth quarter. And the points and the yards, they all matter. So I agree. And I just think people like to throw that out there. Well, you know, they're playing close at the end. They just pull those things out at the end. That means, you know, they'll get better right away. It's not that simple where, oh, just play better at the end of the game, you're going to win. Because what happens at the end of the game is indicative of what happens throughout a game. Because you still have the two, two, two teams going up against each other. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and to your point and to Judge's point, Coach Judge, is if you do that, if you take care of the things that you need to during the course of the football game, you will most of the time put yourself in the position to win the game. You're doing things that are causing you to lose the game throughout the game. And, and at the fourth quarter in the last two minutes or minute, 30 seconds of the game, uh, you shouldn't have put yourself in that position. Now, Here's the thing. It happens all the time. Good teams, Super Bowl teams, you know, they lose games and they lose games in the end. But I think that, you know, if you're a team that is continuously losing games at the end, you're, you're still not learning how to win them at the beginning. Does that make sense? I know that's kind of crazy, but it's just all about it's all about discipline and all and all about getting better at, at doing the things you need to do to put yourself in a position to win a game. And listen, the Giants have been in position to win three of these games out of five so far. Uh, four, really? I mean, they weren't out of the well, Pittsburgh game, were they? Uh, no, I guess not. So, so, yeah, four or five. I mean, three within really good reach. Sure. And, you know, so when we talk about this winning uh, formula and how to, you know, a t- team has to learn how to win. And, by the way, I believe that. I just said it. I think you do, too is doing the things that you have to to compete to get to the end of the game into the fourth quarter. That's what all the coaches want to do. Get to the fourth quarter, okay, and have a chance to win the game. And then by that time, it all comes down to discipline and being able to execute, which this team has not been able to do in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and I I made this point to Paul when we had our show together the other day, Jeff. And the problem that the Giants have come to at the end of these games is that it's a passing game at that point, right? You know you're going to throw. The other team knows you're going to throw, and mm-hmm. vice versa, offensively and defensively, right? Well, what have been some of the Giants' issues this year? Protecting their quarterback. Well, when the other team knows you're going to throw, that becomes an even bigger issue and a bigger problem, right? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, the Giants have not been able to pressure the quarterback on the right. other side, and we right. know about their moving pieces in the secondary too. So some of their biggest issues come to the surface in those end-of-game situations because it's a passing game at that point, and that's when you run into some trouble. And listen, I'm going to tell you something that you haven't heard before, okay? And, and the coaches say it themselves. 
I got to coach better. I got to put the players in better situations. I think a lot of that is true, but I think a lot of it also depends on the players, John. I think these guys are put in positions to succeed, and now they have to do it. And what I mean by that is, and I've talked about this on the post game and the pregame before, this New York Giants football team is missing one component of a football game that you have to have consistently to win football games, and that is somebody making plays above the X's and O's and making big plays. This team does not make enough big plays. Kylo Frackrell's fumble recovery for a touchdown, that's a big play. That's something you would like to see at the end of a game in the fourth quarter to seal the game. You know, something like that. So I think this all goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Yeah, and offensively, can somebody go up there and make the type of play that Michael Gallup made? against yeah, the Giants, yeah. Can right? Darius Slayton get up there and elevate right. to a point where, by the way, in those plays, they were covered. The guys were on them, you know? So they, the, the other team, as, as Coach Graham says, they get paid too, right? That's what he said in his press conference. They get paid too. Go, yeah, everybody gets paid to make plays. Well, the, you need your teammates. You need your team to make plays like that to win some of these games. No question about it. I'm with you. Okay, I think they got a chance this week, John. Well, I think I think they do. That is the perfect segue. Let's talk yeah. about Washington, Jeff. And I'm going to try to not to use that other word during the show. It's but the it's, football it's, team. Yeah, it's it's, it's a football it's team. The John. football team. So, yeah, See, Washington. Easy. And and I talked about this with Paul at the end of yesterday's show. So I don't want to belabor the point on my end because I think mm-hmm. I've made it already. But I'd like to yeah. get your take on it. To me, this game's all about the trenches, and not even in terms of running the football. I'm not going to say I couldn't care less about that, but that to me is not what I'm talking about here. Can the Giants' offensive tackles and offensive line stop the Redskins' pass rush to allow their passing game to function? And on the other end, can the Giants' defensive front, specifically whoever lines up over the Redskins' left tackle and left guard, which is Jaron Christian and and Wes Martin, Mm -hmm. those guys have struggled this year. The right Mm -hmm. side of the line is pretty good. Morgan Moses is a good player. Uh, Brandon Sheriff looks like he's going to be back this week. Chase Roulier center. He's a solid veteran. But their left guard and left tackle have had all sorts of issues this year. I can give you the stats if you want to hear them in terms of what uh, Jaron Christian's done this year because it has not been very good. This year, Christian has allowed five sacks, six quarterback hits, and nine hurries. That's a lot. That's a lot. So the Giants have to be able to get home on that side of the offensive line to pressure Kyle Allen, because look, Kyle Allen, he will give the ball away. He was third in the NFL last year, according to Pro Football Focus, in turnover-worthy plays. The Mm. only two guys with more were Jameis Winston and Phillip Rivers. He was number three, and he only played 12 games. All right? Mm. So he will give the ball away. But if you want him to give the ball away, guess what? You got to affect him in the pocket. You got to pressure him. So can the Giants force Kyle Allen into mistakes? And on the other side, uh, can the Giants protect Daniel Jones so that Redskins front doesn't wreck the game. That's how they beat Philly in week one. They sat Carson Wentz eight times in that game. Eight. Yeah, eight. first game. Yeah. So that's that's the question as to whether or not they can do that. Well, one thing that we know, um, how other defenses stop the Giants offense, is they make them one-dimensional. Well, this team cannot run the football. So if this team can stop the run, which the Redskins will attempt to run the football, and they, they'd like to run a lot of screens – um, off of those running plays that they try to do. But to your point, you know, listen, Marcus Golden is a guy who now is back in the lineup. He's learning the system a little bit more. It's taking him a little bit of time. And he's gotten in there by attrition um, with the injuries to the other guys. So this is the time for Marcus Golden to set up and, and get in there and start to play like he did last year, right? So I think he can wreak havoc on, on the left side of that offensive line that for, on the guys that you mentioned. But – 
you know what, John? If this if this defense for the Giants can make the Washington Redskins one-dimensional, they have a good chance to do what they want and at their will to go ahead and just capitalize on that, in my opinion. Yeah, and look, the Redskins, Jeff, have been fairly one-dimensional this year anyway. Yeah, they got to continue to make them do that. They're last in the league, only 3.48 yards per rush play. They are mm-hmm. next to last, only 81 rushing yards per game. I guess who's last in rushing yards per game? <laughs> but you're right, and if you can turn them into a one-dimensional team, and it's not like they have a ton of weapons. You made a good point, Jeff. I think they're sixth in the league in terms of uh, f- screen frequency. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like to run a lot of screens, not just to uh, Antonio Gibson, but also to J.D. McKissick. Both of those players have double-digit catches this year. So at wide receiver, it's, it's Terry McLaurin and then you know Dontrell Inman. Uh, Ch- Chase Thomas is their uh, tight end. So they're not. Ex- I mean, Logan Thomas is their tight end. Isaiah Wright is another one of their wide receivers. These aren't guys that we know about. No, I mean, these are just they like- aren't stars. Antonio <laughs> yeah. Gandy Golden, a rookie out of Liberty, who by the way does backflips and can do the Rubik's cube in like forty seconds. Uh, he's actually a very impressive kid. But um, they don't have a bunch of these weapons, so it, it's not like the Redskins are rolling out there a bunch of guys that are going to kill you with with big plays down the field. McLaurin's their guy. Oh, he's great. He's you know, a great so they're player. Gonna, they try to get the ball to him in space. Um, you know, Coach Judge mentioned that he's like, you know, he, they get him the ball in space because he's like a punt returner. So he'll make big plays for you. Um, McKissick and Gibson are the two running backs. They'll try to get them the ball in certain plays, and a lot of them are on screens if they're – remember – just like the Giants when at the end of the game last week when they had Deion Lewis in the game and they were getting him the ball in those little flat passes, those are the extensions of the running game. So these are what this is what the Redskins offensively will try to do. They run a lot of that 11 personnel. That's pretty much what their offense is. And this team struggles on third down. So if you can stop that running game on first and second, get them into these throwing positions and take away McLaurin, you got yourself a game plan right there. Yeah, and look, McLaurin's four three five speed at the combine, excellent route runner, just a really good player. I imagine, and this is interesting, Jeff, how do you think the Giants are going to approach the Redskins defensively? The last two weeks, they've kind of settled into, a, okay, we're going to play a lot of zone, we're not going to put eight men in the box, we're going to play cover three, we're going to play cover two, we're going to mm-hmm. keep everything in front of us, but that's against... A Rams team that's great after the catch and is an explosive offense. A Cowboys team that threw the ball down the field more than any other team in the NFL with three awesome wide receivers. This is a different type of offense. So do you think we're going to continue to see that zone-heavy scheme? Or is Patrick Graham going to say, you know what? We like the matchup here. We're willing to do a little bit more cover one. Do a little more, you know, single high safety, blitz a little bit more, and, and try to put some pressure on this Washington offense because they don't have that explosive part of their offense that the Cowboys and the Rams did? Well, one thing, and I'll get to the question. I I think this defense for the Giants, they're starting to have some consistency in their lineup a little bit. I mean, you're getting Ryan Lewis is now playing a little bit more, you know, in the backfield with Logan Ryan and those guys. I mean, you're getting Peppers back in there. So I think with all this in mind that Patrick Graham will be a little bit more confident to run some different types of schemes and zone coverage and man stuff. So that will confuse this offense. But I feel like because there's not a big threat down the field, that I think that this team defensively, the Giants that is, can be a little bit more aggressive and in, in, in more of a man coverage and trying to get after the quarterback this week. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. As for the Giants offense, Jeff, you'd like to see them. And again, in the past, the Redskins were a team when 
they had Gruden there as their head coach and, you know, Jim Hazlitt. And I forget who their defensive coordinator was after Hazlitt. But they played a lot of man, right? You remember they had Brashad Breeland and, you know, kind of pressing at the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. They barely played man at all this year. They have turned into a zone-heavy team. And they have, you know, they kind of taken the priority of keeping things in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only played cover one 18% of the time, seventh lowest rate in the NFL. PFF has that. Mm-hmm. No one's played quarters, which is four deep more than they have. 33% of their defensive snaps are in quarters. 29, yeah, 29% is in cover three, which is three deep. So I don't think, again, the Giants are going to have to be patient here, Jeff. They're going to have mm-hmm. to methodically move the ball, try to get some chunk plays down the field on play action, you know, get guys moving across the formation against the zone, you know, those deep over routes. But can you do that against this Washington pass rush? I think it, that's where you got to figure this out here. I could see this being a get the ball out of Jones's hands very quickly, methodically move the ball, try to run it, which is tough against a very good front. They have good pass rushes, but Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are both good against the run as well. And that's, I think, how you kind of have to approach this offensively if you're the Giants. Well, the two things that I look at it here, first of all, is I look at the players that are on that defensive front, and they're good. And you've got two of them that are young. Five, five first-round picks, Jeff. Yeah. You have Ryan Kerrigan, the veteran. Mm-hmm. Allen and Payne, I believe, were 17 and 18 first-round picks. And Sweat and Chase Young were 19 and 20 first-round picks. There you go. Lots of lots of ability, right? But in my opinion, you got Chase Young and Montez Sweat, two young, young football players that you're going to have to try to maybe, if those guys are going to like to get up the field, they want to rush the passer, um, then we'll let them. But we're just going to do a lot of stuff outside and get them to bite inside. And then the other thing, too, this Washington defense is very, very good on third down. They're, they're giving up like 60-something percent, okay, or they're not giving up. So for the only opposing team is only getting like around 40% on third downs. So you've got to be successful on those other two downs so that you can get in manageable third downs because they will stop you. And if you can do that by running the football, it's going to free yourself up to do a little play action, and then you can get the ball to the tight end and maybe some of the things. Uh, because this Giants offense have really has started to run a little bit more play action now that they've been able to run the football, John. Last week they ran more play action than they had all year. Mm-hmm. And, they and that more, helps. And they use more pre-snap motion too. And but, but remember this. You're not going to be able to run play action if nobody is respecting that you're running the football. So the first three games, that didn't happen until the, third, the, last, uh, the second half of the third game is when this te- or, or the fourth game is when this team started to run the football consistently the teams were like okay we're not going to sit here and, and they're not going to be a one dimensional football well, team last week they ran the ball beautifully well jeff combine that with the fact too other than the first half of the steeler game they trailed the entire game against chicago sure. and yeah, they trailed the run? entire game against san francisco so no one's going to respect yeah. your play action if if you're down you know multiple scores that's right and so, you know, this, this defense is the, – the strength, you mentioned it, is up front with these guys. Um, they do have – they have good safeties, good playmaking safeties. We know one of them, Landon Collins, is back there. Uh, Troy Apke is another guy that can make some plays. And, you know, they're, they're consistent. If you had to look at this team, you would say, obviously, that their defense is a little bit more power-packed than their offense. All right, Jeff, you want to get to the calls? Absolutely, Yeah. By Giants. the way, I, I see that the, the Giants did, and you can confirm this for me, that they ended up signing Trent Harris, by the way. He's from Miami. I just wanted to mention that. Oh, from Miami. That's, see, that's why you care. Now I understand. <laughs> and by the way, Austin Mack also called up in the practice squad this week as well. I'm sure uh, We talked about it earlier in the week, but that was another roster move. Well, I'm sure that Paul Dettino loves that move because that was one of his guys in the camp that he really thought was uh, – and yeah, listen, a guy from Ohio State, maybe he can make some plays and – 
um, get this team on the winning side because I think this team has a chance to win this week. I think there's things that, that are happening uh, that are this team's getting better, even though they're 0-5. Um, and we're all about progress, as at least I am this season, trying to move in the right direction and to have a conference or, excuse me, a division game. Um, get to 1-1 in the division, and we'll see what happens. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants-branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants. Member FDIC, the phone number for Big Blue Kickoff 5 is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by the New York Lottery. Let's get to our phones and say, what's up? We always get a lot of calls from Ed. Redskin week. Uh, uh, Washington week. And he joins <laughs> us on Big Blue Kickoff Live on this Friday. I knew it was going to happen. Ed, what's going on? Hey, it's your Big Ed. How hey, you doing, Big Ed? Jeff? Doing good, Big Ed. What's going on? Hey, first I got to say, what's up to Big Jeff? Um, <laughs> I was just hoping you and the family been doing well and We're taking good, good care of yourself. We I've been missing you. Me I too. Heard from that. Now I'm going to get right to it. I have understood and recognized what we need to do to win. Go ahead. Lay it on us, Ed. All right. Now check this out. Two things, a couple of things I was looking at. I'm like, why are we losing? Why have we lost these games? Right? So it goes to understand. First of all, offense side. We have got to control the line of scrimmage. The, the line is the key to the game. Second, Daniel Jones must do like Peyton Manning. And what I mean by that, get a first down. Go down the field and just try to get a first down. Don't try to do extra or more. Just get a first down. When you get first downs, you eventually go down the field. And as you keep going down the field, you end up in the red zone. And a high percentage of you doing something there is going to be then, this another part, play call selection. You have to trip that defense up. Misdirection is the key. They are suspect on the, on the secondary. Redskins secondary, Washington football secondary, they suspect. Now, their line is good. That's why we got to win that line of scrimmage. That's the key. Winning the line of scrimmage and not allowing them on offense to get their – that's what I've noticed, too, about our secondary. we got to stop letting these receivers catch the ball because that's been crushing us. And I've been sitting back wondering, like, why we keep getting beat like this? If you know it's inside of five yards or less, and they may come with a pass or, or off-run, we have to be all over them. And I know it seems like, okay, it should be, but it doesn't. So it needs to happen. And that's, that's the key. And I feel like we already have the confidence and the ability to win this game. So it's beyond that now. It's more now going to be, like we've been talking, execution. So as far as the team listening, guys, we, we Giants fans, we love you. I, I'm there for you. I'm seeing you work hard. I'm tired of seeing you lose. Put that right game together against this team and send them home with the L because we need our division win. All right. Thank you, I Big Ed. It. Appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you, Ed. Good stuff. And I, and I think he had most of that. I mean, nothing, nothing groundbreaking there. But, yeah, look. And I think this goes back to Judge's, you know, answer at the beginning here, Jeff. The, the, the cut that I played from yesterday – this is a game where the team that makes the fewer mistakes is probably going to come out there and win. Mm-hmm. Because, 
as I mentioned, Kyle Allen turnover issues last year. Daniel Jones, you know about his turnover issues. Which team's going to protect the ball? You know, neither one of these offenses has been, you know, running up and down the field and racking up the yardage this year, all right? The yeah. Washington is 32nd in yards yeah, per game. The Giants are 30th. Uh, the Reds, the, the Washington, I stopped myself that time, is next to last in points per games. The Giants are last. So, guys, bottom line, I'm sorry, second to last and third to last. The, the Jets are last at 15 points per game. So, whichever team puts the other in an advantageous position to score, that's the team that that's going to lose the game, and that comes through turnovers, takeaways, and things of that nature. Yeah, and this you know this this Washington defense, they're pretty good. They're ranked 14th in the National Football League, and the one that they are ranked really, really high, they're sixth in sacks. They got 15 sacks. So, you know, talk about protecting the football. And as Ed said, you know, the, all up front, it starts with the offensive line. This offensive line is going to have to control those two young guys. And, and really have to, to make sure that they do not get to the quarterback because you know what happens when that, when that happens, John? There's turnovers, uh, whether it's fumbles or interceptions. So they got to be careful with that because yeah. this defense is very active. Yeah, Washington just minus one in turnover ratio this year, which, which isn't bad. That's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, the yeah. Giants are still sitting there at minus three. They picked up one in that category last week against Dallas. Washington, though... Six interceptions, Jeff, one fumble. We talk about them playing a lot of zones. Zone allows you to get after the football. So Daniel Jones is going to have to protect that ball. Yes. And again, only one fumble recovery. But when you have a pass rush like that, these guys don't want to strip the football too. So just something that the Giants really have to keep an eye on and Daniel Jones specifically over the course of this game. I, I think you hit on it earlier, and it's the quick passing game out of the Giants this week. Don't give those defensive ends and those front four a chance to get back there and, and, and get to know Daniel Jones. You know, let's get the ball out of there quickly. Let's run some quick play action, dump off to the tight end and maybe some of the running backs. Yeah. And if you got a shot down the field, take it. Take it. Throw it. Right? Make some. Just try to make some big plays. Let's go to Rick in Tampa. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. How are you, Rick? Hi, Rick. Hey, Johnny Jeff. How you guys doing? We're good. 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 Well, I, I'm glad you – yeah. Uh, well, but – uh, it, we're, we're hanging in there as a Giants fan. You know, I'm glad you brought that up right before you went to add the first caller. That's one of the reasons I called is for Austin Mack. I'm excited for him. Obviously, Paul has been uh, promoting him as well and, and about a guy and go up and grab balls and that kind of thing. So uh, I'm excited to see him play. And will how much of a, a play time will he get? Um, if you could uh, set any insight on that, what do we expect? Uh, from him, and because I think he could help out Daniel Jones um, in this game. So that's the first thing, Austin Mack. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I can tell uh, you. Okay, okay, no, Rick, finish up, and then we'll answer. Go ahead. No, that's what the other one's kind of totally in a different point, but it's uh, this game. Well, the defensive line for Washington is the thing that could wreck this game that the Giants really have to win. To, to show the, the the improvement and everything that we're getting from Judge and everything, uh, this is a win game, and 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 that line of wrecking havoc on uh, Daniel Jones could be the one thing that's going to ruin it. And I'm just hoping that they kind of mix it up where they maybe come out with a, a two minute offense for the first quarter and just try to get the lead. So we're not we're not in these third downs because that's going to kill us if we're trying to methodically run the ball because they're going to stop that they're going to try to stop that so maybe that could be me third down becomes first down first down becomes third down type approach so two minute offense and the other thing real quick 
is um, if they do lose this game, is I'm looking towards the draft, and, and, and I don't want to go to Trevor Lawrence route, but what do you think of this kid Sewell coming out of Oregon as a pick if the Giants screw this season up and pick second, maybe third? Well, um, well, I would love to see him take this left tackle. Sewell's opted out, right? Now, Sewell's opted out, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's already opted out of the yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I have not seen him play one snap of football. So, I mean, I can't comment on it. Okay. Um, okay. But everyone says he's like, you know, awesome franchise level left tackle. Great. I mean, I'm never going to say yeah. no to that. But at the same time, you just used a first and a third round pick on offensive tackles this past season. So I'm not sure you want to, with, you know, Matt Parrott being a third round pick, a high third round pick, uh, you want to. Or was that end of the third round? You got to remember. I think I might have been a compensatory. I got to look that up. Um, he was the 99th pick, but um, yeah, end of the third round. So I'm not sure I want to yeah. go back to another top 10 pick for an offensive tackle. I think that might be pushing it a little bit. I would love to get a pass rusher. I'd love to get a really, really good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are two of the two of the positions in need you're looking at in terms of the top of that first round. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, but he would be playing with the, the other Oregon guy we got. So we'll, uh, but, uh, yeah, Lemieux. so yeah, Lemieux. definitely a pass rusher would be that, uh, you, I agree with that a hundred percent. So let, let's see how they do this week. I'm, like I said, this game is a big win. It has to, has to be a win. I mean, for this season to go along, I know you hate when I say that, but in order for this <laughs> season to go along in a positive direction, no, uh, I get we, you. Need, we need to win. All right. No, Rick, no, if I had a dollar me. for every time you said Redskins this week, We'd be rich. Nah, okay, no, 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 no. Maybe you, maybe you could get a cup of coffee. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. Maybe you could get a cup of coffee. Maybe. Well, I've been pretty good about two bucks it. These days, so. oh, yeah, so yeah. I, look, I've only said it the full word, full word. <laughs> I think one and a half times. John, just just don't even go there. Just say the where where are they playing? What 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 you know? They're Jeff, Washington. You think Washington, I'm you, Washington, you think Washington, I'm trying Washington. to say it when no, you I, talk? It just comes out. You've been, I've been does. saying it for forty. I've been yeah. saying it for thirty five years. It's Washington, Washington. Have you ever noticed how some people say Washington? No, I, I do not. Who says Washington? Washington. Oh, tons of people say Washington. They use that R. There's no R in Washington. I don't right? know. I don't know anyone that says Washington. I, I'm, okay, I'm telling you right now. Some of the callers <laughs> are going to agree with me. There are people that say Washington. Okay, <laughs> it's crazy. It's that unbelievable. Is, that is. Listen, that I, is Austin crazy. Mack to answer to his question. Uh, by the way, you, just to, to that point, Jeff, just so you have the information, Damian Ratley did play 34 snaps last week, mm-hmm. which is 50 percent of the snaps. So there are snaps available. C.J. Board played. 28 snaps, 41% of the snaps. I, so I would, see, I would see that going, you know, flip that. I think CJ will probably play more because he's been in the games, and then I think a guy coming up in the practice squad, you can't expect to play that many snaps. Now the Although, funny thing, and I didn't notice this at the time, Jeff, Golden Tate only played 40 snaps last week on offense, 59% of the offensive snaps. Maybe his snaps bump up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and again, we got to remember about – matchups and how these game plans change weekly, right? I mean, uh, there has to be something to that. I think there is. Um, but, listen, I, I don't think a young kid can come in and play 60 snaps for you. So just no. don't, don't get 
too cute about that. So but. I've been watching Golden Tate. He is look. He was wide open on a deep post last week. It was actually on the sack fumble <clears throat> play. He was running. He split two defenders. He was open on a deep post. He has not gotten the type of separation I'm used to seeing from him. I'm not sure if it's because you know they're running a lot more comebacks and stuff like that because of the offensive line being an issue and the zones they're playing and all that sort of stuff. But he, he has not been. Remember last year, Jeff. He was explosive. He averaged, mm-hmm. I think, almost 13 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen that from him yet this season. Yeah, and he just hasn't got off the ground, right? I mean, that's—I think that's probably the, what the word I would use, or you know, or phrase off the ground. It's just I haven't seen. He's not the Golden Tate that I have seen in the past. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Now, I'm interested to see when Sterling Shepard's going to come back. Did. You know, any, any there? I, I mean, mean he was, he, he was again, I'm not out there at practice, <clears throat> but the reports were that he did very little yesterday, was just off to the side. So it's yeah. not going to be this week. Yeah, and then the problem, Jeff, is that next week's a short week, right? So yeah, are they going to be able to get yeah. him ready next week? And again, I said this with Paul yesterday. If I had to place a bet, I would place a bet on the Monday night game against Tampa. Well, yeah, then you got 10 days or actually 11 days. Yeah. You know, I, I just so. think it's hard to get him on the field and, and, and get him ready for yeah. Thursday. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Maybe they said, well, we don't know if he can play this week and then have a short week recovery and come back and play on Thursday. So they said, well, we'd rather have him against Washington or would we rather have him against Philadelphia. I think and maybe they decided the they might have him against Philadelphia. Yeah, because now now you can say you're not going to play this week, but you're going to play Thursday. That that would be good. Yeah. You know, the other thing after Rick, what he was saying kind of made me think about what this offense has to do to um, versing this Washington defense. <coughs> Excuse me. Is I think a lot of misdirection. I think a lot of uh, you know two tight end looks with a lot of mixed up uh, motions and shifts to confuse some of those edge rushers, those young guys maybe. So, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm playing I'm playing offensive coordinator now. Yeah, Jeff, me, you know what? Me and You're Justin, right. Jason Garrett. You so. could do a lot more two tight end sets too, which would give mm-hmm. you especially if it's a tight game, which I expect it's going to be just based on the nature of these two offenses. Yeah. You could you can <laughs> might play be a lot of punting in this game. <laughs> yeah, this this could be a Jeff Eagles type of game. Yeah. Like this and could be you looking like the they have like nine combined punts at the end of the day or something like that and Jeff's like, "Wow, that well, that, that, that's some top-notch punting you got right their there. punter's really good, too, Tressway. He's really good. Um, you'll be impressed by, well, you're not going to be at the game. so Yes, I um, will be. Oh, you will be at the game. So I'll wait till you see, mm-hmm. you know, you take your binoculars and just go watch him kick. The guy can flip the field every uh-huh. single time. I'll have He's to check really it out. Good. All right, let's get back to the phones. We have a couple open lines, by the way, at 201-939-4513. On Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by the New York Lottery. Keith in Cranford is up next. Keith, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, how are you? you? I really appreciate the job you've been doing, and I enjoy listening to you all the time. Thank Um, you. We try. We try hard. We really do. uh, I think you do a good job. (laughs) Anyway, um, what what I'd like to say is that they need to eliminate the critical mistakes. They seem to happen at the the wrong time. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there's mistakes and there's critical ones. Yeah, you know, la- you know what? La- last week for sure. I mean, you had two touchdowns called back from penalties, so that's obviously a big problem. That, that's the other thing is they need to finish in the red zone. Yep. And uh, they just don't do enough of it. I don't know how. We just got to do a little better protection in that zone and get the ball out. You know, it just those little things are making the difference, and they're so close. And what I've – 
underperformed them by my estimates anyway. I thought they'd have at least two wins by this point. You know, they don't. Now, Keith, and what, well, actually about the red zone, what Phil Simms said to us a couple weeks ago is that, you know, the red zone is such a tight area and there's only so many different things you can do. That's when he would like to see them call some out-of-the-box plays. And I think we saw that this past week on the two-point conversion to Andrew Thomas. So maybe they'll be able to bring out some of those types of plays to catch Washington a little bit off kilter. And the touchdown. I, I agree. I mean, Ingram, those things. He, yeah. The coach has been pull, pulling out some of the different things out of the box, and I, I appreciate what he's been doing there. And I, we got to continue to do things like that. Um, just got to find ways of finishing. We got to finish. Finish mm-hmm. the games. Finish in the red zones. We just got to finish. And I think we're getting close to there. And I think this is going to be the first win. And we're going to start our winning streak at this point. I think we can do it. We will do it. And that's where I'm from. I'm trying to go positive on this, you know. And uh, that's I like your good. positivity. Yeah. Listen, I think that, you know, the things that you mentioned were kind of some of the things, I don't know if you were listening to the show earlier, that John and I were mentioning about Thank you, Keith. Joe Judge and his uh, philosophy or our philosophy about learning how to win. Those are the things that you're talking about. Those are the things that are all, in my, in my opinion, go into learning how to win football games. And that is eliminating the critical mistakes. And, and you forgot to mention penalties in there because some of the penalties have been your killer, or you did, John, the two penalties that cost you two touchdowns. So you've got to eliminate those. As Coach Coughlin always used to say, I've said it time and time again, penalties cost you games, and those penalties on those two plays cost you game. They cost you the game and, last week. And something else that Tom Coughlin says, Jeff, Turn teams up. more often <laughs> lose games – that's right. And win games. That's right. That's a great, isn't that? That's a great, it's a great saying. And it, and it means so much in the game of football. You're right. You shoot yourself in the foot, you end up losing the game. Hey, and Joe Judge said it too in that cut that I played earlier in the show. And, you know, maybe I'll just play it again because we keep referencing it. But he said, look, you need to limit your mistakes. And when the other team does make their mistakes, you need to take advantage of them. That's right. You capitalize on their mistakes and, and take care, you know, take advantage of when they give you the football. Or take advantage of a, of, a, of a, you know, a penalty that's a costly one for them. To make them really pay for that mistake, okay? Whether it's a, you know, a, a foul on or it's an offsides or, or whatever it is. You make them pay for making that mistake. You don't just let them get away with it and then they turn it into a big play, a play later. You've got to make them understand that I'm not going to be able to do this to this team and come out win on the winning side because this team will capitalize on my mistakes. Yeah, no question about it. And again, Jeff, this is going to be one of those, I think, if, if either team could get to 24, I would feel really good about that team winning this game. Yeah. I yeah, would. Especially this team, they barely have a chance. They, well, first of all, the, the Redskins, they don't score over 20 points. Ah, you, you know did, what the Giants do. You did it this time. Don't mock me, <laughs> Oh, I did. Dang it. Once, okay, I, I did it once this show, so I'm behind you by one. No, it, no, no, no. I stopped myself in the middle on the second oh, one. So you get, is it. that like a tie? Is that like a half? You get a half on that one? Okay, I lose the tiebreaker, but I'm not at two. <laughs> Okay, I'm at one. I'm only going to be at one. <laughs> anyway, it is finish, hard. You're right. Finish it is, your thought. It is difficult. Finish your thought. Um, now that I've, I've lost my thought after that, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but, look, I, I, I think to your point, this is going to be one of these very, very grindy, ugly, you know, type of football games just because that's the nature of how both these teams play. 
I have. Let me let me look at the Redskins schedule. Ah, oh, let me now. Okay, now 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 I'm losing. <laughs> let me look at Washington's schedule here. Boy, we're just feeding off of each other right now, aren't we? Yeah, this is we are. We really are. not great, Jeff. All right, the Washington. That, you almost did it again. No, no, I didn't that time. Washington schedule. They've scored 20 points only twice. Week one against Philadelphia, they scored 27. Week three against Cleveland, they scored 20. And then their other three games, they've scored 15, 17, and 10. Look so, what they've given up the last four weeks, too. Yeah, 30, 31, 34, and 30. Mm-hmm. Now, those are against some darn good teams. And, by the way, people want to know why the NFC East has, has such crummy records. Yeah, Just, they're playing. They've all played the NFC West <laughs> and the <laughs> AFC North. You know what two divisions might be the best in their respective conferences? <laughs> Those. The NFC West and the AFC North. So, look, they played the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Rams. Those are some four very, very good teams right there. Uh, and the Giants, of course, have played the Rams, the Cowboys, the Steelers. Those are some very good offensive teams as well. So, you know, I think their defense is better than 30 points per game. But that's that. That's what the number is. And I think some of those turnovers yeah. they've had have probably hurt their defense too. Sure. But that being said, you know, the Giants will have an opportunity to make some plays in this game. And I just think they have to – if they limit their mistakes and they play a clean game, I think they have a real good chance of winning. Run the football. That's the first and foremost thing for this team is to, to establish the run and then everything else will be able to set up from there. And that's and that's bode well for the last two couple weeks. So they got to continue to do that. And I saw – I thought last week, John, I didn't talk to you on Monday, um, but I feel like – Jason Garrett, I thought, called his best game against his old employer. Um, I thought he was creative, and I thought it was very well designed, some of the plays that he ran, and I think he's going to have to do that again this week against this defense, and I think he will. All right, let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live, which is brought to you by the New York Lottery. Mike, what's up? Hey, John, Jeff. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Uh, Jeff, uh, congratulations on your uh, nomination, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. Overdue, and you better make it because we need we need we need another. By the way, if I ever get in into the Hall of Fame, it's going to be with the Giants. That is the helmet I'm wearing and going into the Giants. Is it? it, But if it ever happens, well, if it happens, I'm going to be in Canton because. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. You going, Um, John? You going, John? Right? Oh, of course. I mean, (laughs) if you're inviting me, I'm going. I'm not sure if I was invited. You're invited. I didn't know you had to be invited. I was just going to show. <laughs> <laughs> party crasher. That's okay. I'm all right with that, too. <laughs> hey, I'm um, inviting you right now anyway, so there you go. Uh, well, I, if you remember about a year ago, I'm the guy that did the Ray Guy, Jeff Spiegel's comparison. Yes, and, uh, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> so what's on your mind? Hands. Let's get off of my Jeff Spiegel. I want to talk about – wow, Mr. Humility, I love it. Um <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm talk, I called about the wide receiver unit, and the problem, and I'm, I'm not you know, saying anything that nobody else hasn't said or seen, but there's no, not getting any separation. If they do, Daniel Jones has to thread the needle, get it in there, and there is no yards after catch. I mean, at all. Well, the problem with the yards after catch is that generally they've been doing so many of these stop routes where they're either coming back or crawling. They're not getting it to these players on the move. And I think that's one of the reasons why Golden Tate hasn't been quite as 
uh, effective as he has been in years past. How many times have we seen Golden Tate catch, his, catch a pass on the move? Like, when Jason Garrett was in Dallas, he ran slants all the time. Oh, yeah. Can you throw, Beasley? throw oh, a slant goodness. to Golden Tate? Like, just let him get the ball on the move so he can take advantage of some of his skills. Again, guys, last year, he only played in 11 games. He averaged 13.8 yards per catch. He averaged wow. almost 60 yards per game through the air. I mean, guys, like he could still play. But this year, he just hasn't been able to you know, be that productive out there on the field so far. No, I, I, I'm a, I wasn't trying to say that he hasn't, you know, he has lost the step or hasn't, still doesn't have a game. I was just kind of saying, I don't you know, from last year to this year, and I'm not just including Golden Tate, even um, Darius Slayton, uh, except for a couple of, you know, a couple of slants that he, he you know, made it 28, 30-yard gains. Um, there hasn't been a heck of a lot from Evan Ingram. There hasn't been a heck of a lot from anybody. I mean, it seems like they've got us figured out in such a way, or Daniel in so much duress that he's just getting it out there any way he can to, just to try to get a completion and maybe it goes down. Yeah, look, you're right, and I think that's part of it too. I do think the struggles of the offensive line has limited in some ways what Jason Garrett's able to do offensively, and that's turned into a lot of these, you know, quicker outs, get rid of the ball quickly, which has limited the big play opportunities. And, Jeff, can you really blame him? You know, sacks, short-circuit drives, and mm-hmm. especially with Daniel Jones as he's just holding on to the ball in the pocket, that could turn into, into turnovers too. So uh, I get why they've had to make that sort of adjustment. Well, collectively, you look at, you know, it starts with everybody, right? I mean, a play takes 11 guys. And so the, when the ball is snapped, the offensive line has got to give on a pass play, they've got to give Daniel Jones time to execute his reads and his footwork. And then outside, the receiver's got to get off press coverage or, or, and get open. Um, and if you combine all of that together and that play works, then you're going to be successful. But one of them breaks down. If you've got good protection and the receivers can't get off of their coverage – uh, the protection is going to break down sooner or later, right? So I think those are the problems that you're seeing with what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, I, I totally agree. Um, I felt bad for the guy uh, running for his life. Half, you know, It seemed like it was amazing that we even came that close with the way he was not being protected. Um, you know, he was rolling out. Sometimes, you know, you saw Slayton come up to help him out. Um, but that that's an issue, obviously. The other thing I want to point out quickly um, I like the uh, Freeman Goldman combination. It's two two guys. You know, Freeman will go up and hit it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldman's been running running nice between the tackles too, um, which you know he's a little bit taller guy, not as obviously not as much weight on him, but he's still uh, he's such a. I think he's a good back. I think he's underused, but that that's my own personal opinion. I've liked the guy ever since we got him out of uh, Clemson. So. Uh, Hey, guys, have a great weekend. Let's go Giants. Let's win a game and start uh, stacking some. And, uh, Jeff, I'll see you in Canton. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate yep. the call. And, Jeff, I like honestly, stack em. I wouldn't mind seeing more of Wayne Goleman either. I think in the limited opportunities he's gotten the last two weeks, I think he's run decisively. He's gotten downhill, and I think he's been very effective. Yeah, I think that they probably could use him as a little bit of more of a change-up, right, rather than just come in, you know, towards the end of the game when the other guy, uh, Freeman, is a little bit tired. I agree. I think that there are two different backs. You know what I mean? I mean, Gallman gives you that – he's a bigger guy, and he gives you that kind of quickness through the hole. Um, I would too. But I, I'm pretty satisfied with Antonio – I'm with Freeman. Excuse me. I mean, I'm really impressed with him. 
I, th- I like the way he runs. I think he's got a lot left in the tank, John. I do. Yeah, look, I think he's looked pretty good. I like to see him. I think sometimes he gets a little indecisive behind the line. And this is something I talked about earlier in the week, Jeff. I'd like to get your take on it. I think the way the Giants are trying to run the ball, and by the way, we have a couple open lines at 201-939-4513 presented by the New York Lottery. Get out there and play. They're not running as much zone anymore in terms of their running game, Jeff. It's a lot more power, counter, pulling offensive linemen, pulling tight ends, pulling guards, pulling tackles. And I think this line's blocking better that way. It allows Will Hernandez to kind of be one of those power downhill guys. Uh, Mark Colombo talked about what a good puller he is earlier in the week. So I like their change in style here, and I think the style works for both guys, Freeman and Goldman. Yeah, and they both run hard, right? I think that, and that's kind of what you want out of them. You want, and they get you the tough yards. Um, I'd like to see the Giants use Wayne Gallman inside the red zone a little bit more because in college he was a scoring machine down there, and I think that he brings a little more versatility, if you will, at that position down inside the red zone because the Giants got to do better, as we know, down there. And by the way, the, the Redskins are really good. They're good in the red zone. They're, they're, I think the number was 70-something percent on my strike notes. Strike two. So, Redskins. And oh, strike three. Oh, <laughs> now I'm winning. <laughs> oh, it's really difficult. I folks. told I you it's I hope hard. you guys are getting a kick out no, of this. No, I, I, I'm, sure I'm sure the callers are loving every minute of this. I'm sure they're loving every minute of this as we basically as are as like are, fish, <laughs> fish flopping around outside the water. Unable to control right away, what's the, coming the out of our wa- mouths. The, the Washington football team, they're good in the red zone. There, how's that? That's better. I correct Offensively or defensively? Um, offensively, believe it or not. They are good. And it's funny because they haven't run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. And again, I think the trouble with this game too, Jeff, is you don't have a lot of tape on Kyle Allen. Now, he played in this offense in Carolina last year, and that's fine. But 13 games last it's, year. Yeah, but it's not, it's not the same as playing with oh, Washington, with this it. group of offensive talent around him, you have one half of football to look at. It's yeah. not a lot to know exactly how they're going to try to use him. Well, I do know this. He'll turn it over. Um, so regardless of what team he was on, whether it was Washington or Carolina, he still threw 17 or 16 interceptions last year and 17 touchdowns. Yep. So he will turn the ball over. And in this game, as you mentioned, John, I think that both of these teams – Whoever is going to make the – it's going to be a close game, and it's going to be that type of game. Whoever makes one more mistake than the other team, they're going to lose it. That's just my opinion. And, the Giants, close. and the Giants did a good job of, at least with the turnovers last week, yeah, winning that one, turnover battle, right? but the penalties kind of canceled that out a little bit, right? Yeah, big time. Ugh. Man, they're bad. Jeez. Let's see the field goal. And by the way, you know – I was reading that, and because— it, By the way, it was the right call, by the way. He was not set oh, before that ball was set. Oh, 200%. And by the, the right I'd, love, I'd love to ask you about it, too, Jeff, because and people, numerous people in and outside this building have kind of said to me, and I'm not talking about people that work for, like, the football side. People that work on our entertainment side have been like, oh, do you really have to call that? It's so nitpicky. And my point is, look, the design of that play is to try to quick snap the defense. You can't let a team quick snap somebody— and at the same time, take your time. Not allow them, you know, allow them to do it without getting everybody set. That's the whole point of the quick snap. That you know, and if they just wait a second, no one's gonna be out there on Evan Ingram. It's still a touchdown. Yeah. Just wait a moment. You know, I thought it was a flag they had to throw. It was just really unfortunate. Yeah, it was a flag they had to throw. It was was it completely obvious? No, um, but it was a penalty. So yeah, I mean, 
the, the, what you hate to see in that situation and from a special team standpoint, and I can comment on this pretty good, is that you find, you find it. And what I mean by find it is that when you're doing your prep and you're looking on film, you find something that that team that you can expose, and they realize that this team did something where they're not paying attention. And so they design that play. And they, they design it, they run it all week, and it worked in practice. It worked in the game, by the way, because if you look at the if you look at just the genesis of that play, it worked, right? It was just the guy wasn't set. It wasn't like he overthrew him and it was incomplete. No, it, 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 was, it, it was it was executed it and it won. That's what kills you because now that one goes back. You don't, you're not going to run that another two years. Well, th- th- I was actually going to ask you that, Jeff. So how long do you have to put that it's one back forever. into the safe? It's forever. <laughs> it's not going to work because, I mean, every special team coach, you know, obviously they, they only have, you know, certain parts of the game plan. They're looking at stuff going back, you know, because these special teams coaches go from team to team. So they got to go back and look, and that thing's on there. It's like on your resume, man. It's, it, it's going to be there for – if you did it, it's there. And so, and that's probably one of the, and that's probably one of the reasons Joe Judge was chucking his headset after that play because oh. he knew all that work and creativity just got you know put but into the you know what. The good thing about that, even though it did not work, is that it is on tape. And now that the team, because listen, the, in the past the Giants were never known for fakes at all. Because when I was with them, we never ran them. That was seven years. We ran one fake. It was called a Rapaho. Well, Jeff, in fairness, you have to have a punter that's athletic enough to I be able to execute those there. fakes. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and by the way, if, if, if Jim Finn didn't have alligator arms across the middle of the field, it was a perfectly thrown pass, and he just didn't want to get hit, and he didn't reach out for the ball. It was an incomplete pass on a Rapaho. A Rapaho stand it, – it, the, the name Arapaho by – by Coach Sweatman was a run, a hit, a pass. Oh, no, it was a, a run, a pass, a hit on the end. That's what Arapaho means. So it was an acronym. It was. Interesting. It was an acronym, and it was a bad play. We should have we had a completion. Well, it was a by good, the way, I'm well, it, was, it was a good play. It was poor execution on the part of Jim execution. Finn. And it was there, by the way. It was wide open. I just I overthrew him. Yeah. Over seven in my career, I think it was. I never completed a pass. Other than the fake field goal that I threw for a touchdown in preseason, so, didn't count. So, so, so 0 for 7 as a passer and 0 for 1 as a field, as a field goal kicker or an extra point kicker. No, it was a, it field, was a field goal. It field goal kicker, yeah. I'm sorry. And by the way, the, the one touchdown I did throw in preseason was the same exact play that they ran last week. It was the one that it was the receiver acts like he's going off the field oh. and he just stops and he was wide open in the end zone. Yeah. Preseason didn't matter. Missed opportunities, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah. You but, played but again, forever with a million guys and you still have regrets. <laughs> but again, that play, it just it just it just kills you because now but like I said, teams have to prepare for it, so they're gonna know they're they're probably not gonna rush you as much anymore. Just like when you run a fake punt, they'll they'll probably just set up in a return most of the time because you, you, there's now now a threat. They saw you execute it, it just didn't you know, your left end didn't get down set in time. So All right, we got one more call. Dan and the Poconos will wrap us Danny. up today. Hey Dan. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Doing good. Well. I just had a quick question for you guys. Uh, and plus, I just wanted to mention, you guys are cracking me up. In the beginning of the show, like before <laughs> you started taking calls, the first 10 minutes, each one of you was saying the word Redskins left and right. Oh, did we we're really? Noticing it. Did no, we really? We noticing it. No, I did it. Wow. Did, <laughs> was John saying yeah. more than I did? That's what I don't know. I just care about. I mean, <laughs> oh, you, 
there, both of you, left and right, and no one was saying nothing. And I'm, wow. like, cracking up because John had just said, oh, we're going to – I'm going to see how many times I can, uh, you know, catch myself oh, and then forget boy. it. You said everything went off. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though. It really is. Hang with us. Oh, my God. I know. And I'm just, I'm older than you guys. I've been saying that, that Redskins for 60,000 years. Forget yeah. it. Um, listen, one quick question. Have you heard anything about um, at MetLife, if they might be, I know it's still early, but if they might be thinking about letting, you know, some fans in, or is that still, like, off the table? They have not ruled it out. Now, the fact that Philadelphia, I think they're having, what, 6,000, 8,000 in there this weekend? Oh. Or, or, yeah. in, or in a week and a half when the Giants are going down there? Maybe once you start having a couple other Northeastern teams doing it, maybe. The problem is that New Jersey right now is in the middle of, like, a really mini COVID spike. So until yeah. that goes away, I can't imagine them doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Just thought I'd ask you guys. No, that's fair. Thank you, Danny. Is yeah. that all you got for us? I guess so. Well, <laughs> uh, well, you know, well on the bright side, he, he had a chance to make fun of us for, for using the all word a bunch, and I, I didn't even notice it at all. Pearson, did you notice us saying it earlier in the show? You didn't notice it. Even Pearson, the producer, didn't notice us saying it. So <laughs> It was a tie. Yeah. It was a tie. It was a tie. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, you know, Rutgers starts their season next week on the road, but the following week they're at home. And, you know, we're still trying to find out if the parents will be able to go to a game there because, you know, the rule, I guess, is 500 people. Um, I don't see how they could get 500 people in an NFL stadium on an NFL game day, but maybe in the college they can. But I'm hoping that we might be able to go see a football game. Two weeks from this Saturday. That would be nice. Bob in Pennsylvania will wrap us up. Bob, what's up? Hey, Bob. Hey, guys, I, I had a call specifically for Jeff. Okay, I'm still but here. I, okay, that game in 2004, I was at that game in Arizona. Okay, there you go. It, it, it's true that that ball could have been completed to Finn, mm-hmm. but there was somebody, I don't know who it was, I, I can't lie and say I know who it was, but there was somebody downfield who was wide open for a touchdown. Oh, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So now... So so Jeff is bad vision. (laughs) I remember it vividly. Yeah. Well, listen. Okay, first of all, (laughs) that play is specifically designed for one person. I am not... I don't have a progression there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the the play had to be for the guy downfield. No, it was for Jim Finn. Let me just I'm tell you, I was sorry, scared sorry, to death just, there, too. Uh, it's something I'll always remember, and <laughs> I keep you. hearing you complain about Jim Sims alligator. And you confirmed it. How to have alligator arms downfield. And you confirmed it. It was the truth. I'm telling the truth. See? Okay, but do you agree that there was somebody downfield for a touchdown? I have no idea who that other guy was. As far as I know, he was covered. My guy was open. The <laughs> number one receiver was, was Jim Finn. I, I threw it to him. You had to thread the needle to, to <laughs> Finn there. There was somebody that was designed downfield, but I think maybe you didn't think you had the confidence to get it to him. I don't well, know. Well, listen, I, and real quickly, I will tell you, we did not, we're not calling that play in the game if I didn't execute it during practice all week. We ran that thing like six times, and okay. every single time I threw it to Jim Finn. So. I thought it was. Uh, I thought the play was to 
to get him napping like uh, just like last week for a touchdown because there was a, I forget who it was. I was in the stands yelling, throw the ball, he's wide open, and you, and then you tried to get it in there, thread the needle to Finn, but that's okay. I mean, I forgive you and everything. For the rest of my career, I'm we just, weren't even yeah, talking I, about Finn. It's Phoenix. not like I forgot about it. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank I you for the call, Bob. Yeah. We appreciate it. And by the way, anybody else that wants to call up and, and, and give Jeff a hard time about some of the failures over his career? Well, we're out of time. I'm, so this, I'm here for it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but we have one minute left in the show. <laughs> I know so. we do. And by the way, the, the, today was a good trial period for us, Jeff. So we, we worked on the Washington thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Very good. this is the internet, so it's not quite as essential as when we were on Sunday on the radio. I know where you're going with this. I'm going to so, train, my, I'm train for, for Sunday. So me I and will. you have two days. We have to mm-hmm. go back, listen to the tape. Mm. We have to work on our corrections. Mm. Make sure we yeah. get all that settled in. And, and then <laughs> when you tune in on Sunday at 1130 <laughs> on WFAN, there will only be Washingtons. There will be no references <laughs> to any other word that starts with the letter R. I That's promise right. you. Okay. Now, right. I... I I just hope Lance does it because then all of us can just destroy him. Let me ask you a question. Of all the all the 900 people that are on the pregame show these <laughs> days, who, who, who do you think is going to slip up the most? I think it's well, – I'm, I'm only on two segments, so I can't say me. If I was on every segment, I think it might be me. I'm really p- bad at this in terms mm-hmm. of – I'm just trained. <clears throat> Paul, I don't think Paul I don't think it will yesterday. be Lance. I think it might be you, Jeff. I'm sorry. I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because by the way, I was going to answer the same way. I think it's probably going to be me. Now remember, Lance is like only like part human. He's kind of like part human, part He's a like robot, robot yeah. broadcasting yep. sportsman. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and Paul has been saying Washington probably for 9 million times this week. So he's done with the repetition thing. Well, yeah, he's thing. probably walking around this town. People think he's crazy. He's just like muttering Washington to mm-hmm. himself over and we're over again Washington this week. We're playing Washington. We're playing Washington. We're playing Washington. Honey, did I tell you we're playing Washington this week? It's Washington. That's what he's doing. You and I are just normal people trying to get it right. <laughs> we're just trying to get it right, John. You know, we're just trying to get it right. And I'm hoping by the, in two days we get it right because I'm probably going to lose this bet. Now, I don't he, even know if it was a bet. I'm just telling. I'm, I'm just telling. It's probably going to be me. Now, he, here, here's the question. We can before we say goodbye, real quick. Do you think either Bob or Carl will make that mistake over the course of the game? That'll be Carl. Do you think Bob will do it though? Because Bob is the pinnacle, yes. obviously. Do mm-hmm. you think He'll Bob do will do it at least once? I think. I think all of us are going to do it once. It's oh. just a matter of who's going to get over that two, two and three times. Fair enough. Jeff, enjoy uh, your weekend. Thank you, John. And we'll talk to you on Sunday. We Pearson, can find thank you. Jeff, thank you. Thank you. Myself, thank you. Paul, Lance, Coward, Carl, Bob, <laughs> everybody on our pregame show on FAN that starts at 1130. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, just remember, Big Blue Kickoff Live is part of the Giants Podcast Network, which is presented by Investors Bank. You can find the archive of it on Giants.com slash podcast or the Giants mobile app and on all your favorite podcast platforms. And I want to remind you, too, that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by the New York Lottery. Get out there and play. If you didn't see it, the uh, Patriots had a positive test, Jeff, during the show. Adam Schefter reported it, so they're mm. shutting down their facility. Uh, remember, they already moved that Patriots bye week, so that could be an issue uh, moving forward here. So we'll could keep an eye. Game. We will keep an eye on that, or they might have to add that infamous uh, Week 18 in the National That's Football coming. League. We will right, see. I'll take the over on that one. <laughs> For Jeff Eagles, I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you on Sunday, everybody. Again, 1130 FAN and streaming on Giants.com and the Giants app. Stay safe, everyone.